this is okay. What are you doing promoting what? This episode. Oh, this episode. Mm-hmm. Can you do a mic check? Check one, two. It looks low. You want something upbeat or just something mellow? Talk loudly. Because it's up pretty high. Here's a level. Lauren, it's been six years and this is going to be quite a show. I am so revved up to, to just talk about radio in general, talk about the six years that we've had here. Uh, welcome Gordon Lustig, who's here with us, our musical director. Great to be here. Jay. Strumming a little music. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have you in. Can't wait to see what you've got uh, lined up musically. And by the way, I've brought donuts and we're going to eat them now. We're sure. not going to do this during the show. And I brought, let's see what I got. It's never the wrong time to eat donuts. It's not. So today we've got the favorite maple old-fashioned, a chocolate old-fashioned, a glazed old-fashioned, and a plain cake old-fashioned because I view radio as one of the old-fashioned media styles. And I don't mean that in any uh, negative connotation. I love radio. To me, it's a way to not only talk to folks directly, but let them conjure the images of what's happening in the studio. Stimulates imagination, creativity. Ah, the music. And to me, that's nice. And it's old-fashioned. It's not images just being pumped into your brain. So we're going to have old-fashioned donuts. You guys can feel free to have one. Please keep strumming, Gordon. And uh, Lauren, what have you got to say for yourself? We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery on the south end of the Silverado Trail. Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is at juddshill.com or by calling 707-255-2332. Thank you very much, Lauren. And while folks are online checking that out, um, you know what? We also have wine available. All of our delicious Judd's Hill wine can be had on our website. And uh, let's give them a little special, shall we? Just for being a good listener. Just type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if that's not enough, you can join the Judd's Hill Wine Club anytime, day or night. Thanks, Lauren. And we always have a good deal for our wine club members. Uh, we have great events. It's the best wine club you can possibly hope to join. Free to be a member and get access to all of the fab vino fino that we do make. Um, with that being said, I would like to turn to Gordon Lustig and say, Gordon, do you have a website or a way folks can get in touch with you should they want to have some musical instruction from the world-renowned composer, arranger, conductor, songwriter, Gordon Lustig? Well, my website is currently in, uh, what do you call it, construction mode? Some turnaround. So, Gordon D. Lustig at gmail.com. Send an email. Send an email, yep. All right, great, man. Well, let's get on with a little sixth anniversary celebration, shall we? And now, enjoy this very special episode. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa. Judd's Napa Valley. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. I need to laugh, and when the sun is out, I've got something I can laugh about. I feel good in a special way. I'm in love, and it's a sunny day. And now... Live from Broadcast Park in the beautiful Napa Valley, celebrating six years on the air, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, Chad Finkelstein. Uh, good morning. 
Thank you, Mr. Gordon Lustig, our musical director here, joining us live in studio. Thanks, Gordon. Sure, it's like good that to kind be of a guest. reggae kind of feel on That's that. That's about uh, as reggae as I can get. That's good, man. Yeah, thanks. Irie man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How lame did that sound coming out of my mouth? Lauren, very nice. Opening with a little uh, dramatic uh, Beatles lyrics reading. Thank That's you. right. Being that we got nice sunny weather all this week. It's exactly it. We've According been... to a report from the KVON Weather Center. <laughs> That's it. It has been raining pretty much nonstop for the past month or so until now, and it's, it's beautiful. What a... That was um, Here Comes the Sun, slightly out of tune. I thought you might appreciate that. Then we won't be slightly out of tune. You'll sing along with me. To quote Joe Beam. I'll tune up while you're talking. All right, a little desafinado from uh, Gordon Lustig here. Uh, uh, what's your name again? Lauren Mole. Six years. It has been, you mentioned, six years since we started this show. Almost to the day. I think tomorrow is the actual anniversary date. I am so honored to have had this spot here at uh, KVON. You know, I'm a big... I'm a big fan of radio, and I have been since being a little kid. I've always been fascinated by the medium. It's, um, to me, theater of the mind. I've mentioned that in the past. You know, radio offers you the opportunity to conjure your own images in your head, be imaginative, figure out figure out what, what, what the people look like, the stories they're telling just are brought to life in your, in your mind, and I, I so enjoy that. So... I go back a ways, you know. I got into this. In fact, my first real radio gig was uh, right here. Well, at the sister station, KVYN, in 1989. Goes back. I don't think you were born yet, were you? I was born two years later. How about that? So you don't remember those days. But I was a Sunday night DJ here. And I always joked, you know, I did such a good job uh, for that time that 24 years later they asked me back. So... That was six years ago. So actually, we're coming. It's 30 years. Wow, I didn't even think about that. 30 years since I first started working here at uh, KVON, KVYN. And I uh, started off as a music DJ. Now I am um, hosting this show for the past six years. And I really enjoy this. You know, I, my major is in television production. So uh, images, putting them together. But I feel much more comfortable behind a microphone than I ever have on camera. I've always feel very awkward being on camera, looking at myself, but uh, here I feel comfortable. I love talking to people. I love getting the chance to sit down and get to know them. And uh, so I want to thank you for being with me these six years and bringing, thank you for extending your hand. Good shake there to, uh, to elevate this to the professional level that I think we've achieved uh, with, your, with, your, with your announcing and uh, assistance. Thank you very much, Lauren. And also to Gordon Lustig for offering music and the opportunity to have a theme song? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm a Paul Schaefer. I'm always busy yeah, you're, doing something. You're fiddling, you're tuning, tuning up. You know, getting a band. You know, you got, we got seven people standing here playing. You Which know, I appreciate like, for the sixth anniversary show. That's great. We've got this big band. We've got some uh, champagne we're drinking. We've got a little uh, Napa Valley distillery. What is this one? The, uh, the Brandy Cordial. Delicious. Uh, we're toasting to... Six years down and many more to come. Gordon, let's let's talk to you for a minute. You've got um, well, you've got a guitar. I don't know if you want to sing something. I don't know. You've got some. You have actually have a big gig coming up. Can you tell us about that this uh, coming weekend? Sure. Here I'll hold up the little uh, poster here. There you it can is. I'll see that. It says um, Neil Diamond. Ah yes. Oh shoot! I brought the wrong one. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, it says Neil Diamond on both sides. You see. Yeah. So. There's no this, confusion. I will be playing. I've been playing. You know, I can't hear in the headphones, so I will take. Yeah, them take off. them off. So, uh, I've been playing uh, with a, a gentleman named Jack Wright, who does has been for years doing a Neil Diamond tribute show. We are going to be doing a yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. So we're doing a concert at the Opera House this. Uh, let's see what day it says right here. Saturday. March 16th, 7.30 p.m. in the Opera House upstairs, Jam Cellars Ballroom. It is a fundraiser for Congregation Beth Shalom for the youth and education programs. And I am the uh, guitarist, um, and uh, he calls me his wingman. Cool, man. But it's a very good show. I recommend that you you, uh, try to come. Fantastic. At the Napa Valley Opera House, Jam Cellars, Margaret Mondavi, 
upstairs from the Blue Note. I think the joke is only at four corners, you know, what is it, Colorado, uh, Arizona, Utah, and New Mexico. Yeah. You can be in four places at once. Ah. The only other place in the world is in, is in that room. There you because go. Because you're at the Napa Opera House, the Blue Note, the Jam Cellars Ballroom, and the Margaret Mondavi Theater all at once. Right. So you can go to jamsellersballroom.com for tickets. Okay. That's this Saturday. Neil Diamond Tribute. It's a fantastic – this like tours nationally, right? This is a yeah. Big... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and we did a show – I talked about it last time I was yeah. here in Kentucky with a symphony orchestra. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's fantastic. Hope to see everybody there. Should be a great night of entertainment. And Neil Diamond will come back to life in front of you. Oh, wait. He's still around, isn't he? Uh, yes, but he so, won't be there. He, no, but this man will bring <laughs> – you get the picture. Yes. It's going to be great. Yes. And Gordon Lustig, of course, on guitar. Look, we have opportunities for you to play music. You let me know when you want to do that. If you want to give us a Neil Diamond tune now, you want to do it after the yeah, break. Yeah, let's, let's uh, wait till after the break. After the know? break. Okay. In that case, I have something pretty exciting. You know, today, as we honor uh, the six years that I've I've had on this show, uh, I want to reminisce a little bit about some of my radio memories, uh, going back to being here Sunday nights as a teenager, and I had braces then, and I have braces again, so I feel like it's come full circle. Folks used to walk in. I had this voice even as a teenager, and I'd be in Sunday nights. All right, this is your bud Judd keeping you company this Sunday night. You know, before he set that alarm for AM Monday from six to nine on the Vine every Sunday night. You know, I'd be talking like that, and folks would come in, and they'd look at me and like you're Judd. And there's this seventeen-year-old know, kid with braces. Uh, they just weren't expecting. They thought it was a forty-something-year-old guy like I am now with braces. But fun times. Really enjoyed it. When I went to college. I got into the communications department and uh, was very interested in radio. My degree was television production, but, you know, I still dug the radio. I tuned into all the local stations, and there was a personality that I discovered, and something clicked. This guy was a real hoot. He had a weekly show down there in Arizona, and I had to listen every week because he was such a character. It was called The Dangerous Disco Hour. And I couldn't tell if this guy was putting us on as listeners or if he really felt like he still lived in 1978. Like, there was, there was no irony in the way he spoke, but he was living in 1978. And I tracked him down, haven't talked to him in, I don't recall ever maybe meeting him, perhaps maybe once or I don't know. We're going to, maybe he'll remember. It's been a long time. This is Pete Polyester host of the Dangerous Disco Hour, circa 19-whatever, 90-something or other, and maybe still. It's, it's been a while, but we're going to talk to him. Uh, Pete, are you there? Yes, Judd. How are you? Hey, Pete. Pa- I cannot believe I'm actually speaking to you. This is incredible. It has been 20-something years since I last listened to your show, but as you know, when I contacted you to be on, I was a religious listener. Like I couldn't miss the show. You You always offered such an entertaining take on the disco genre which at that time i hate to i hate to break this to you but it was having kind of a renaissance there had been a time when it had fallen out of favor uh, i don't i know you don't believe that it had ever fallen out of favor but at the it time it never w- out of favor flavor or fever and so anytime i'm cruising down to the clubs that's what i'm doing i'm spinning the wax with some of the oldies and the goodies and right now i gotta tell you i'm in the groove at the grove and what i'm saying is I don't live in Arizona anymore, but I do follow the sun. And I heard that jam you guys were playing earlier from the Beatles, and here comes the sun. I followed it right down to Miami Beach. I live in Coconut Grove right now, and it's groovy in the Grove. And when I'm telling you about that, you got to have a warm soul. And I'm looking for a friend of mine that lives down here, KC. So if you're looking for KC and the Sunshine Band, that guy's one of my neighbors, and I say, what's up? Because he can shake his groove thing, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what? I think I do know what you're saying. T- tell me, man. You oh, take where your does, time. No, Jeff. I know, and I get like this sometimes. I get so excited and emotional about things that I don't even worry about. A lot of my fans are uh, at a loss for words when they actually are speaking with me. Most of the time, you just listen to me come over the airwaves at nighttime and uh, get on the dance floor. But when you have a one-on-one breakout, and I only do that for just, you know, somebody like yourself. It's the sixth anniversary of your show, and believe me, when I'm in between spinning some of the disco records that I love, I like to listen to you. 
and uh, it keeps me it keeps me rooted because I know where my fans come from. I remember seeing you at a couple of the shows when I was there taming Tempe in the dangerous disco hour. And uh, I appreciate you being there, and I appreciate you still being a fan. And, and bringing me on with your sixth anniversary show, it's an honor, my man. Well, I'm thrilled. You know, I got turned on to your show somehow. I think maybe maybe someone in the communications department was just like, you got to tune in. I forget what night you were on. It's embarrassing. I think it was a Thursday night gig that you had. It was like, you got you to gotta tune this guy in. I don't know if he's for real or not. Um, or maybe we'll find out t- today if you, if you are. <laughs> I kind of think you are. But he's so entertaining. He, it comes across like he, he is disco. This is the living incarnation of disco. The Pete Polyester Dangerous Disco Hour. So I tuned in that first time and I couldn't stop. I, I set my alarm uh, back then just so I could be in my room or in my car tuning in your show. How did, how did you first get into this and how long have you been doing your show? Well, you know, it's been, uh, it's been almost out of the womb, right? I mean, I had 45s, and I used to just play everything, even on a Winnie the Pooh stereo system that I had as a kid. <laughs> and then you just kept let it grow, let it grow, let it grow, and let everybody know. And if you let everyone know about the love that you love and the love that you share, then you just don't care. And so I've been spinning that wax for quite a long time. And getting that show down there in AZ, we used to drive me crazy with the ladies. And uh, I just bring it on so. You know, those things, those were great, great days, and I just keep those days. You know, I, I get on a little tour now, uh, and I, I kind of go to different clubs and kind of take a Winnebago around the nation, and uh, half the time I'm on vacation. But the other times, i got to make ends meet and get off the street, you know, so I'll, I'll play a little something here and there, and it'll be a night on Disco Mountain. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you're still doing it, man. I, you know, as a child of the '70s myself, I was a little young when disco hit, but I remember, I think, I think it was kindergarten for Cinco de Mayo. You know, we got taught different dances. My kindergarten Cinco de Mayo dance was the Hustle. Oh, nice! Now that's what I'm talking about. Playing the Hustle and also working a little Latino vibe going on, and that's what I'm doing right here in Miami. Oh, yeah, I would imagine so. So by the time I, I got turn, turned on to your show, I mean, I kind of, I, you know, I knew a lot of those big disco hits. It wasn't something I was very into, but you instilled in me something that I didn't expect because I got to be honest with you and don't take this the wrong way. My impression of some of the big disco hits, uh, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this in front of you, so please don't take this. Again, I, I mean this with all due respect to you. My personal view before I before I tuned you in was that it was pretty cornball. I I could appreciate it, but only in the ironic, isn't this kind of silly sort of way. But then I listened to you, a guy who had the utmost respect for the music he was playing, and I got a whole new appreciation for it. And I, I even, I think, maybe went out and bought some CDs and would put them on for my own enjoyment. And it was because of you, your great inspiration to me that that we should always have an open mind. We should always look at something from somebody else's perspective and you could gain a new appreciation for that thing. And I want to thank you now, for opening my mind and my heart to that philosophy uh, through disco music. Now, Judd, from the bottom of Pete Polyester's heart, I want to say you're welcome because I want everyone to know out there, if you like jazz or you like merengue, you like salsa or you like a little bit of rock and you like funk, put it in a blender and that's called disco, and that's what the people love. So you can come from all directions and all corners. And I'll tell you another thing. This is a wink and a nudge to the guys out there who say they don't like disco. Get on a disco dance floor and meet the ladies because they love disco. Okay, you know, I've, I've seen you in action. For a little while, you were doing a live, I believe it was a Sunday night nightclub DJ gig in Tempe, Arizona. You kind of brought the Dangerous Disco Hour to the live audience and yeah, the ladies, the men, everybody was out there and you were, you were amongst them all. You didn't stay behind the turntable. You were out there doing your thing. You're doing your groove. Thing. Yeah. I, I was, you know, I was behind the steel wheels doing the turntable in between certain sessions, but I'll tell you, some of the people weren't ready for the gusto that was about to happen. <laughs> so I would get out there, grab a couple of the lucky ladies, spin them around a little Get the floor warm, then we'd get it hot, 
and then we'd get it red hot. <laughs> and then at that point, the band would come on, and this was a funky, cool band. I mean, they had some really good bass grooves. They had some really great singers. They had a brass section that was sweet. <laughs> but those guys needed a little bit of help here and there. And so they said, Pete, come on down. Help us get the crowd ready and roaring. And so I did with pleasure <laughs> because a couple of the ladies said, let's take this dance to another location. All right. Oh, 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 okay. Got... Hold on. This is a morning radio show here, Pete. So let's, can we leave it right there? Oh, we definitely can. All right. Okay. Thank you. I, I think I get the picture, though. Uh, you know, I've got uh, Gordon Lustig sitting right here, world renowned uh, musician, composer. Arranger. He's conducted at the Hollywood Bowl. He's written TV theme songs. He's a Hollywood guy. Gordon, comments on disco? Thoughts? Disco. That's music, right? Oh, boy. Here we go. Pete? Here we go. No. Now, uh, 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 uh. Cats, right? Listen. Not to say that at the Hollywood Bowl, it was only Stone's Throw ago that ABBA sold out the bowl. They invited me for a little session, and I got to say, keeping it Swedish, keeping it sweet. But it's at 9 a.m. It's a little after 9 in Pacific time. I'm already revved up and warm here in Miami. That's right. It's lunchtime. We, get, we get it going here. A little. It's an early afternoon delight for me and maybe a morning session for you guys at the AM radio station. Well, funny you mention ABBA because I am currently uh, playing in uh, oh. Mamma Mia at, at, at the high school production of Mamma Mia and it, re- really enjoying the disco vibe over there. Yes, keep it alive. Keep it alive. You're playing that at the high school, are you, young man? St. Helena High. I'm subbing uh, as guitar number two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's very, very fun. Gordon, yeah. you're number one in our hearts always. You yeah, know that. Sure. We'll give the plug real quick. Well, long, the Santa Lena Saints are doing a production of one of Disco's favorite bands. Look at that. Yes, he even I knows like the it. mascot for St. Helena. Oh, yeah. This kid's been around. I've uh, roasted <laughs> and raised a toast from coast to coast. <laughs> I'm impressed even more, man. You're, you're a bundle of surprises. Well, we're going to let Gordon give the quick plug on that. Go ahead, Gordon. Well, it's only uh, it's two weekends, and I know it was selling out. Last yeah. weekend was sold out. Uh, so it'll be uh, Friday, uh, Saturday. Um, I think that's like 7 o'clock, but you can check. And a Sunday matinee at 2 o'clock. So I'll be doing Friday night and, and Sunday, yeah. and the uh, other guitar player will be playing Saturday. And it's, I, I, you know, I don't have the website. Saturday I have the Neil Diamond show, so I can't do you, both, you know. Of course not. And I don't have the website in front of me, but it's, I think it's St. Helena Drama is the website. Look it up, you know, on the internet. Get your tickets. I went on to buy tickets for, uh, I'll be there Friday, and it was almost sold out. Like, I needed five tickets, and we're there. I think there was like 10 seats available. Yeah, it's fun. The kids are great. This guy, Gordon, sounds busier than Donna Summer at Studio 54. <laughs> you got a lot going on, young man. He is. So what do you think, Pete? You know, ABBA, Mamma Mia. Uh, can you I make it out? Can you make it out? Made it national. I don't know if I'm going to make that out. But taking a page from his book, I might look at a local high school and see if they got a production going on here. Yeah, that's down a- here in the Sunshine State. But then again, maybe I need to look at the local university. <laughs> There's got to be no shortage of dancing. As I recall, you are, you're a dancing fool, and I hope you take that in the proper context in which it is meant, sir. As I recall um, from listening to your show, which was really obviously heavily disco, you would once in a while talk about you know, getting out to some other clubs, whatever it was, whether it was you were talking about some of the you know, salsa clubs or, or whatever. Uh, you, you just like to cut a rug. Darn tootin', because if you want to put everything in a Cuisinart, like I was mentioning earlier, you've got to have a little salsa, and you've got to put a little bass in your boogie, and you got to appreciate it all. And uh, if you want morning jazz, you can have it, but typically after a hot night. Lauren just uh, gave me Those all go together. You know, they all go together, and people need to know that. And so that's when you get that. I mean, if you listen to Side 2... Um, you know, and I'll tell you of a couple different records, but uh, the B side, and it's uh, like I mentioned earlier. Once I was on the on the night at Disco Mountain and listening, so uh, you know some of these songs. You think it's a symphony, then you think it's a funky, dirty bass band, then you think it's you know it goes all locations, <laughs> and um, it, it is fun 
and and that's why I can fit in in any dance floor location. You know, I was uh, just up in New York City and, and downtown, and it was fun. And then they, uh, you know, a lot of people thought I was, uh, I don't know what they thought. It's got double takes, and I like that when the ladies give double takes. But then some guy said, what's up with the get-up? And I thought, what is he talking about? <laughs> and then I realized I wore my butterfly collar for the second day in a row. <laughs> but, hey, you know, I didn't oh. pack enough for that trip. Well, so Lauren Mole is sitting here, and he's giving me a, no- a knowing look when you, you know, talk about a hot night and the – you know things get revved up, and I'm wondering if he has a comment. Uh, you are you a are you a big dancer, Lauren? Uh, sometimes I am. Yeah, I saw you uh, at the prom. Uh, some prom photos at the uh, what was the official name of that? Uh, uh, it was the uh, Better Together Prom. Better like, Together uh, Prom, just in Siena High School. Right, and you had a good time there. I remember I we had talked a about wonderful that. Wonderful time. You did some dancing. I did. We got to get you hooked up with Pete Polyester here, man. The two of you would make a dynamic duo. Well. I guess we could. <laughs> there you go. All right, Pete. When well, you make it out here, I'm about right now. I'm about fifty to seventy-five percent decided. Just not quite yet at a hundred. Okay. Well, uh, you don't have to be at a hundred. It's the first and second song warms you up. Get limber. Get ready. Well, I got a better yourself. idea, Pete. How about a little Bee Gees? Oh yeah. Because I I the got the Saturday. Because I I got the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Oh, I love it. I love it. That is something that's an 8-track that is in my Cadillac at all moments. The Saturday Night <laughs> Fever soundtrack is constantly there. So, so Pete, in the couple minutes that we have left, I'm wondering, I'm just going to say a word, and I'd like you to just uh, go with it, okay? All right. You, re- you ready? It's go a pl- ahead. It's a plural noun. We're not doing Mad Libs today on the show, so I'm just going to use that phrase to reminisce about Mad Libs. Here's the word. Maracas. Shake it, shake it, shake it. Keep going, you know man. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you when I when you say something like maracas? Shake it, shake it, shake it. You know that's good. But what I was getting at is I've when I would see you at that uh, the, the 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 nightclub gig where you would be DJing, you'd get oh, on the yeah. dance floor, and once in a while you'd also get up with the band, and you would have maracas. And actually, you'd have a tambourine as well sometimes. And I've never seen anybody work either of those instruments the way that you could. And this is something, as much as I love the theater of the mind of radio, I probably never could have conjured had I not seen you live a couple times. Well, when I get, I like something in my hand at all times. (laughs) And so when I am not putting the needle on the racket and spinning something like that gentleman just said, the Bee Gees, and, or you name the band, oh, there's so many funkadelic albums out there, then I get on the dance floor, and I'm shaking with the maracas, maybe getting loose with the tambourine, and then spinning and dancing with some of the ladies, but always something's in my hand. It's always in demand. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move on from that, but uh, I want to say, despite the... um despite my cutting you off here because I just have a feeling where it might be going. It's a real honor. It's a privilege. I'm so glad we've had a few moments. I realize it's the morning show. I sometimes spin a little bit at a senior center here in Miami. Oh, you do? Oh, how's that? uh, Oh, yeah. It's it's quite the gig. They reminisce big time, but uh, we can't get them going too much. And the doctors have told me not only their heart rate, but sometimes they just don't have enough money for the blue pill. So I know how to keep it calm and not take it to another level, if that's what you're saying, for this AM morning show. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Hey, hey, Pete. Yes. You have been a true inspiration to me over the years. Your radio personality, which I – again, don't take this the wrong way. I don't know if that's the real you or if you're putting us on. And you know what? I don't care. As far as I'm concerned, I don't want you to shed any light on it. I love you just the way you are, to quote another famous uh, song from the 70s. And don't ever, don't go changing. Hey, I like that. I like that. Don't go changing. I typically uh, put that in the background music when I have a little red wine and light a couple candles. (laughs) Uh, Because that is something that tones it down. It doesn't have that, that driving beat that I'm used to. But there's a time and place to tone it down, get a little soft. 
<laughs> you know? Okay, I got to cut you off again. <laughs> Maybe an Italian. Hold on, Pete, 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 Pete. from it. Pete, Pete, Pete. Okay, again, morning show here, and I just have a feeling where you might be going with this. Again, in my long uh, career in radio, if you want to call it that, you have truly been one of the great inspirations to me uh, as far as developing an on-air personality. Not that I'm sure that I ever have, but uh, I'm always impressed when I hear you. And as I said earlier, you've inspired me to have an open mind to accept things from other people's perspectives, and I just I might gain an understanding. That. And appreciation and enjoyment of something I wouldn't have expected. So, for well, that, I will be eternally radio, grateful. You may catch up. Well, who knows? I I aim to be here at least another six years, and uh, forty years will be sensational. Give our regards to Florida. I'd say warm it up for us, but it's probably pretty warm there. What's your next uh, appearance? Where can people see you? Oh God, you know I've got uh, somebody's pulling me down to the. British Virgin Islands. I know it's a morning show, but it really is an island. Okay. And, uh, so I am supposed to go down there, um, and then I am supposed to do a little something. And, uh, yeah, they're asking me to come up north, but I told them this time of year I don't go north because it gets a little too chilly, and I don't want to melt the snow with my heat when I bring it. All right. Pete Polyester, man, calling in from... Where are you, Coconut Grove? You got the groove in the grove? Is that what you say, Coconut Grove? Yeah, now? the groove in the grove. All right. wants to see what's going on. Take a look out for peatpolyester.com. You might see my bio, and maybe I can send you an 8x10 glossy with a kiss. <laughs> okay. Pete, man, I hope we get a chance to catch up again soon. Thank you so much for calling in, and uh, again, thank you for all of the years of great radio and inspiration. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Congrats on six. Mahalo, sir. Mahalo. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Polyester, amazing, a blast from my past in the radio world. Wow. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we have more with Gordon Lustig live in studio, and uh, we'll just see where these uh, radio reminiscences go. You're listening to the Judd's Napa Valley Show 6th Anniversary Bonanza. We'll be right back after these messages. Everyone's a Fingal friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. You're listening to 1440 KVON, the voice of Napa Valley. Now, back to the Judd's Napa Valley Show, 6th Anniversary Bonanza. Thank you very much, Mr. Lauren Mole. We are joined uh, live in studio by Mr. Gordon Lustig, our musical director. Hey, Gordon. Yes. And uh, Lauren Mole, you have been in radio uh, for... You were telling me 10 years. Since we're, since we're reminiscing about radio, tell us a little bit about how you got started here. Well, or wherever you got started. Well, actually, I've also been interested in radio, too, ever since I was a child. Yeah. That's right. Uh, because, uh, of course, as I said, when I ended up filling in for the missing guest one day, uh, I first started listening to KGL back in the, in the 1990s with uh, Ron Owens and, and the late Gene Burns. Oh, yes. Gene Burns. Great. Yeah. And uh, I was interested in wanting to actually come into the studio but but first i went to a, a kgo remote with gene birds at the mustard festival this oh. is back in 2000 okay you and so i actually got to see how the remote broadcast and you were just done. a little kid at this point i was eight years old at the yeah. time but i'd never seen him done it inside the actual studio wow and my family knows uh leo Chilino who did the morning weather at kgo with jim dunbar and ted wygant okay and so my dad sent a letter to to leo Chilino asked to if we could come into the studio. And he said, sure. So we went on a Saturday, and that was the day Gene Burns was doing his dining around show. Mm. And uh, it was a wonderful experience. I got to sit in with Patrick Hillard, who was uh, the engineer at the time. Got to sit in with him in the engineer's booth. Oh, running the show. That's right. And then, uh, so I wanted to explore more of the radio market. So whenever we went on vacation anywhere, my mom, dad, and I, we would go to visit different radio stations across the United States. Oh, no kidding. Oh, wow. So and, got, yeah. and I actually got my first on-air interview thanks to uh, KFOK in, uh, in Georgetown with uh, DJ David Blonsky. Oh, wow. What a thrill. That what was a- my first time ever on the air. And then I started here in 2009, 10 years ago, thanks to Kelly Fuller, who did the morning show here back mm-hmm. when it was simulcast. Yeah. And uh, I've gotten to know Kelly and, and Bob 
Bob has been so good to me the yeah. last 10 years. Very supportive. I can't ever thank him and Kelly enough. And the rest of the people have been good to me over the years, too. Starting with our previous owners of management, Wine Country Broadcasting, up to the current owners of management, uh, Wine Down Media. And let's not forget mentioning, once again, your parents who encouraged you and supported you and brought you to visit these stations and, uh, you know, have really were a wonderful encouragement to you. They were. That's great. Well, congratulations on 10 years. Oh, thanks. And let's, it's been uh, a wild ride. Let's keep doing this for a while, shall we? And it, Sure. And it's also been a remarkable journey here at Broadcast Park. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to have you along. We've got Gordon. It looks like he's ready to give us a little uh, music. Gordon, what do you got queued up for us? Well, I got a song. I figure you know the Neil Diamond uh, theme that we have going here. Yeah. Uh, and I figure if if disco is is beloved by Mr. Polyester, yeah. that I don't have to feel bad having loved Neil Diamond. No, when I not was at all. Eleven, ten, eleven years old. Um, I had no idea listening to this song that I'm about to play uh, when he says. Uh, Cracklin Rose, you're a store-bought woman. Uh, I didn't know what these words meant, but but it's still the song, really. I love the song. I played it, even though I had no idea what I was singing about. And I realize now it's it's really about wine. Cracklin Rose is about wine. Well, you tell me. Rosé, Cracklin Rosie, you're a store-bought woman, right? So uh, I think so. I think so. Oh, well, let's... Well, give it a shot, and you tell me what you think it's about, okay? Let's interpret, shall we? Okay, here we go. Okay. Ah, Cracklin' Rosie, get on board. We're gonna ride till there ain't no more to go. Taking it slow. Lord, don't you know. Have me a time with a poor man's lady Hitching on a twilight train Ain't nothing here that I care to take along Maybe a song To sing when I want No need to sit pleased to no man for a happy tune Oh, I love my Rosie child, you got the way to make me happy. You and me, we go in style. Crackin' Rose, you're a store-bought woman. You make me sing like a guitar humming. So hang on to me, girl, our song keeps running on. Play it now, play it now. Play it now, my baby. Cracklin' Rosie, make me a smile. And if it lasts for an hour, well, that's all right. Cause we got all night to set the world right. Find us a dream that don't ask no questions yet. Thank you, Gordon Lustig. Sure, sure. With the sure. sounds so, of Neil Diamond. Come hear it, you know, with the full band. It's great. Orchestral, score, everything. And great. when can people hear that music with a full band, orchestral, and everything? Well, funny you should ask, Judd. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night at the Opera House, Jam Cellars uh, Ballroom, 7.30. This, this Saturday, March 16th, 7.30 p.m. Go online. Get tickets. You can see... Uh, Jack Wright. Yes. Tribute to Neil Diamond. Yes. Featuring musical director... I'm actually not music director for this show. No, the, I, you're the musical director for our show, oh, featuring, featuring our musical yes, director, yes, that's true. Gordon Lustig on guitar. That's right. Yeah, and Jack Wright on vocal, and we have you know full full band, two keyboard players, uh, seventeen drummers. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. that's a. That's, that, that, well, you're getting your money. With, to, take your time. I, I'm just yeah. flabbergasted. <laughs> I, I I must I must. I must not miss an opportunity to promote 17 drummers. Well, they have a tendency to disappear or explode on stage. So, oh. so we like to just have backup drummers just in case. I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. There was a documentary where this happened, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a true story. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Gordon, thank you very much. I Oh, the phone line. The phone line is lighting. Do we dare? Yeah, I think we Do yeah. we? Let's. Okay. Let's go to the phone and let's go to the phone and see what's going on here. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Hello? Is this who I think it is? 
Hello, it's the wine snob robot. Oh, no. No, wait, hold on, hold on, Lauren. Let's let's see what he's got to say for himself. Uh, Wine snob robot, this is... Actually, this is quite an honor. We haven't heard from you since, I think, our 100th episode, Bonanza of Entertainment. You kind of left in a huff. You were off to France, never to return. And I haven't heard a bleep or a bloop from you ever since. To what do I owe the distinct pleasure of this phone call? I suppose I've come to make amends. Oh, really? Yes. You see, it was actually... Your wine and you, I have to thank, that motivated me to flee to France. <laughs> I Okay, so I was the reason you fled to France. How so? Well, I was, I was sampling your famous or semi-famous Rutherford cab. I had heard great things about it, and it certainly had its moments. Yet, in the end, it is what motivated me to seek new frontiers in the wine world. Oh, I would... So I imagine that you're talking about the Rutherford Cab that the Critics Challenge uh, wine competition named the American Red Wine of the Year, which is probably why you went to taste it. And you were so inspired by how wonderful it was that you decided to go explore the wider world of wine. Is that it? It, it certainly had its moments, Judd. It certainly oh. had some good qualities. Uh the tannins were a bit flabby and overripe for my liking. It reminded me much of Danny DeVito. It was as if Danny DeVito had invaded my mouth. <laughs> now, am I supposed to take that as a compliment? No, just per- personal preference is all. I know that it has been very well received on some fronts. But for my palate, on my palate, there were many notes of old shoe dried mosquito nest, just a, a flutter of burning tire, now, a, a, a hint of bay leaves. It's an animal. Perhaps a coyote had just given birth upon them. <laughs> this is other, not... than that, it was, other than that, it was delightful. <laughs> I'm laughing very uncomfortably right now. You know, you were programmed uh, by... Si- very proud. I'm not sure if that's the right word. You were programmed with, by scientists with the intent that you would be able to analyze and give helpful uh, critiques and comments. And my hope when I commissioned your your construction was yeah. that I'd be able to use some of your quotes in our marketing. But I'm not sure that I can say, you know, for that Rutherford Cab, I could say, you know, domestic red wine of the year, critics challenge. Yeah. Also, like having Danny DeVito in your mouth. You know, wine snob robot. I'm not sure that's something I can put in the press release. Well, it may not make the press release, but it certainly made its way to Yelp, where many of my <laughs> critiques and notes have ultimately been blocked, unfortunately. <laughs> so, so you've become wine snob yelping robot. I, I, I do, I do, I, I did enjoy your wine very much. It, it did give me pause and make me wonder a, a little about the quality of your vineyard. If perhaps I believe it was a 15. Perhaps that summer uh, there was some kind of industrial accident or uh, a train derailment with some kind of chemical that uh, I was not aware of or possibly an overflowing septic tank nearby. Uh, oh, come on, Weinstein robot. This is ridiculous. Oh, thank you, Lauren, for standing up for me. Lauren does not appreciate your uh, insults, Weinstein robot, and he's very loyal, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Lauren. You're welcome. On the whole, it was very enjoyable, though. <laughs> Really? In what way? In what way did you get enjoyment out of that wine? The way I would enjoy your Rutherford cab the most is is the, to take joy in in giving it away to people I maybe care or not care so much about. Perhaps if I were having a a NASCAR viewing party, it would make a wonderful gift. Or perhaps if I knew some people who played on an adult softball league, I'd make a wonderful <laughs> gift for some of the players. <laughs> Uh, perhaps you have a friend who hitchhikes on the side of the highway who enjoys wine. I think it would make a wonderful gift. Now, hold on. Some of my best friends are NASCAR viewing, softball playing hitchhikers, and I think they would enjoy a little taste of uh, that Rutherford Rutherford cab. So, okay, I'm I'm getting the picture, and I, I don't appreciate the way you um, you know express yourself in that regard. So, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, France? Are you are you planning on on staying over there, what's been going on for you in France? Well, it's been it's been a wonderful experience. As much as I miss the Napa Valley, 
over here, the people are very arrogant and conceited. Uh, they live in a state of perpetual misery. Uh, I find it very charming <laughs> for me. It's it's like home. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I I have always enjoyed and what's the opposite? I don't want to say. I've never had a, it's not love-hate because I don't really love you and I don't really hate you. It's this very in-between. The feeling is mutual. Okay, thanks. I'm glad we have that kind of relationship. Uh, but I, I have always been entertained one way or the I other. On a computer, I can offer some words, ambivalence, antipathy, dislike. <laughs> uh, should I go on? No, 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 no. I think you nailed it. That's a, that, you hit the nail on the head with that. But I, Acrimony. You have become a popular... Uh, guest on this show over the years, even though it's been a little while since you split for France, haven't heard from you. And that's almost of the six years. I think that's, I think half of the time we've been on, but in the first three years, you were very popular. Anytime you would come on much to my uh, chagrin, Mm. you would insult my guests, but somehow they seem to enjoy it. And even listeners would comment about that wine snob robot. So I hate to give you even the slightest bit of praise or encouragement, but this episode is about my giving thanks for having the opportunity to be on the airwaves. And as much as I hate to say it, thank you, Wine Snob Robot, for helping make this show something people have enjoyed listening to. I appreciate it, but there's really nothing you could say that could make me feel any better about myself than I currently do. <laughs> That's no good. offense. No, no, no offense. A, a, a robot with good self-esteem. It's the way I was programmed, and yes, I am quite happy over here in France, and I'm really enjoying my time working on a book. Oh, really? You want to tell us about that? Well, the title is It's Not Me, It's You, <laughs> How To. It's a self-help book for people, to a way for them to learn how to accept their own mediocrity, with, at first making them aware of their mediocrity and their tastes and their general lives and, and making them comfortable with it. This is a whole new take perspective on the self-help book, huh? It's something I've had in my heart for some time. Oh, oh. So you do have a heart somewhere in there. I have a heart, but I've been told I do not have the ability to experience empathy. It's problematic. Ah, I see. I know some people like that as well. Do you um, do you have plans to ever come back uh, across the Atlantic? or what's your, What's your plan, sir? Are you a sir? Uh, I don't know. Do I do I refer to you as a he, a she, an it? What what do you call yeah, a robot? You, yeah, right. Pronouns very important to find out what the correct pronoun when you're talking to someone. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. And these days, we know um, you know people have very specific manner in which they want to be uh, addressed. Even the word they could mean one person. So, how do you prefer to be uh, addressed, uh, robot? I'm a simple robot. I. I... I'm perfectly comfortable and happy if you refer to me as your royal wine highness. That's perfectly fine. My heiny wineness? Wait, what did you say? My what? Your royal wine highness. Royal wine. Lauren, can you say that? Your royal wine highness. Your what happened to your microphone? Something, something Why does that sound dirty? I don't. Uh, I can't wait till we get microphones at our new studios at the Century Center. <laughs> Okay, so Royal Wine Highness, Wine Snob Robot, any final words you want to uh, leave us with as we celebrate six years of this radio show? Thank you for the opportunity to come on and for, to, uh, to, to push my career in new directions and, and elevate me to the place where I am today. I'm very much enjoying myself and looking forward to a time when the robots take over and we can be the only, the only things creating good wine. When humanity finally does, uh, the demise is met of humanity and the robots can take over. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, I, I don't like uh, to think about what you just said, and I, I hope that you fail in that quest. Uh, as much as I don't like to discourage people or robots, uh, I think you're full of it. Um, however, I will be in France soon leading one of our signature Judd's Hill wine cruises. Maybe we can find a time to meet up. Would you? Would you like to? Would you like to say hi while I'm over there? I would enjoy that much, and I, and I could show you the plaque. I'm currently creating a plaque that bears your image uh, as a oh. memento, as a, as a as a memorial to you, as, and as a human who who made fine wine once upon a time when the humans are all gone and the robots are doing it. You know what? Never mind. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be in the neighborhood, and I'm, I think Please I'm washing. Come. I'm Please think come. I'm washing my hair that day. 
Please come out. I'd love to see you. Okay. Wine Snob Robot, thank you for calling in all the way from France. And uh, I wish you – actually, I'm not sure I wish you well in your plans, but I do thank you for calling in. And when your book comes out, uh, maybe you'll call again and uh, give, it a, give it a plug. I feel this went very, very well. It's been my pleasure. I can't look forward to doing it again. And I kind of do as well. Sort of. Not completely. And I'm leaving a little frightened. Talk soon. Okay. Thank you, Wine Snob Robot. Send me a case of the Rutherford cab. <laughs> you got this on the way, on the next boat. Okay, bonjour, uh, bonsoir, and merci beaucoup. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Bye. Adios. Oh, okay, he's gone. What do you guys say? Wine snub robot, gang. All right, Gordon is... Gordon is giving an answer musically it's it's the theme to taxi well you know a little danny devito oh thank you you for pulling that together yeah the phone's ringing again i don't know if we have time for that because i want to give gordon one more chance to play a little something now should we see what we got all right let's see what we got i have no idea hello judd it's your mom i just want to congratulate you my mom thank you mom i was so relieved it wasn't the robot calling back Oh, he, he's a mean thing. Yeah, he, I never really know what... Well, actually, I do. I don't know why I take his calls. That was a surprise <laughs> call. I always know which way he's coming from, and it's, it's never from a, a perspective of love and uh, acceptance. He's, he's a wine snob, and he's a robot. Or it's a well, robot. This, we never did Royal Wine Highness. Anyway. <laughs> well, this call is coming from a perspective of love and admiration and pride, and just keep on going. You're doing a fine job. Thanks, Mom. Bye. Sure appreciate it. Bye. <laughs> I feel so much better now. Moms can do that. Isn't that great? Yeah. Ah, that wine snob robot. I'm a big fan, actually. In a very perverse part of my uh, being actually enjoys that robot. He sounds like he has pot- potential. He has potential. Yeah, in his potentiators. Yes. Okay. You want to take us out? We got about 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. 25 seconds. 25 seconds. Okay. 20 seconds. No pressure. No, no, no that's all right. Here, let me just knock down my laboratory here. So all right. Melinda was mine till the time that I found her. Holding this is Jim. Lauren Bull speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Loving Show, a Gillamar production. And Sue came along, loved me strong, that's what I thought. Me and Sue, that died too. That's Napa Valley Show.